concepts to live and change your life today. Open your Bibles and let's consider together from Psalm 133. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Somebody say, well, I, I, I know that Psalm. I've been there a hundred times. Doesn't he have anything else fresh? Anything fresh? Yes, he has something fresh. I have something fresh from an old passage. Verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, <laughs> for there the Lord commanded the blessing. Even life forevermore. Three verses. Look at someone and say to that person, the anointing makes the difference. Now they, they, they didn't hear you. Tell them the anointing makes the difference. The anointing makes the difference. I've got a long way to go in a short period of time. Welcome from Florida. Atlanta. It's a privilege to have you in the sanctuary. You're sitting beside somebody that looked like you. Before Jesus ascended after his three and a half year ministry, he met with his disciples for the last time. He spoke to them and he said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. That is the commission. That we would do greater works not greater in quality, but quantity. The key is, he said, because I go unto my Father. Which is to say that you and I have been commissioned to pick up where Jesus left off. It says to me that he entrusts us with what he began. And that is, to change the world for his father. Yes. 
greater works. It's our commission. Greater works in our generation. So when you look around and you see the state of our world, appreciate the fact that he has entrusted us with the responsibility to change it. Yes, we are supposed to be world changers. Those who change the world wins the world unto Christ. What differs in the church from any other institution is that the church is anointed. The church has the anointing. We can have good this and good that, good the other in all spheres of society. But we must remember that the only institution that was specifically endowed with a supernatural commodity that we call the anointing. We're the only ones that have been commissioned to operate in the anointing. When you look around our world today and you see the disintegration of the family. And you observe the degradation in the lowering of morals and moral standards. We live in an age when wrong has now become right and, and right has become wrong. We are living in this day of instability in political leadership, governments erupting and eclipsing. We're looking at the deadly issues of drug abuse, alcoholism, that is now lured in children until children stumbling around. The uncertain in global relations. We don't know when war is going to break out. North Korea just sending up missiles now directed to the West. Hmm? I say again, war could break out any moment. That's the kind of world we're living in. We're living on the edge. We're living in the midst of, yes, I say again, uncertainty in global relations. Not to speak of the rise of cultism. Have you noticed how many new cults are coming on the scene? The Bible says in the last days there will be false prophets. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole lot of prophets, but are they true? Yeah. False prophets. We should not be surprised in that the Bible already predicted that's what would happen. Yeah. Men would be lovers of pressure more than lovers of God. Men would place more emphasis on sports than they would on worship. Yeah. The truth of the matter. We are living in these times. <laughs> well, 
over against these circumstances, we see the church. <laughs> we see the church when all we can truly see is a form of godliness. But no power. Carrying on religious activities and programmations, but not having any real power to change things. Someone put it this way, any true revival must take you back to the first century church. Any true revival, and we need it. Any true revival, true revival must return to the first century church. When they didn't have modern tools and equipment, even in communications. But now here we are facing the worst of our world. The world has gone wild. Satan is raging, ruining lives, ruining families, ruining communities. Yes, in the midst of it all, God has his church. And the church has been endowed with the commodity to change things. Because if you bring certain conditions that the world cannot fix, it ought to be fixed by the church. Because you see, we know that the anointing breaks yokes. We know the anointing destroys yokes. And the church has been anointed. The air marks of the anointing is that there, there's a wind blowing. Another air mark of the anointing is fires burning. The fire that can consume sin and dross. Another air mark of the anointing is this. It is water. Water able not merely to gush forth, but to wash clean. Now, now I, I didn't say soul wash, because the only thing that can wash your soul is the blood. But I'm saying that water is available, and the water he's talking about here is that Holy Ghost water that gush that's what Jesus meant when he said in 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 in, in uh he's in 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 his his uh letter to the people who stood wondering what is he talking about you see he was really saying to them that out the person who becomes a believer in me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water 
We ought to be emitting something. We ought to be releasing something. We ought to have a, 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 a sense that there's something going out from us. I was in the airport just the other day and sitting there, a person walks up to me that I don't know and says, I don't know who you are. All I know is I feel the anointing. Somebody ought to feel something coming from you. Somebody ought to know that it's more than intelligence and wisdom. It's more than all of this external stuff. Somebody ought to know that they're standing in the presence of the anointing. Oh, you may not have a job. You may not have a home. You may not have a lot of stuff of this world, but you ought to have the anointing. Because if you have the anointing, wherever the anointing goes, it's going to change things. The anointing. Rushing water coming forth out of human beings. But there is also another air mark, it's oil. The oil, that's why these represent that oil flowing. That's what it does. It's representing the anointing. Bring me your problem, anointing and handle it. Bring me your situation. The anointing can handle it. Bring me your desires. The anointing can handle it. But you don't know there's been a breakup. I'm all torn. I'm the anointing can handle it. Whatever you can bring of things that are broken and ruined, the anointing can fix it. The anointing is that supernatural power that comes in the representation of oil being poured. Hear me. We may not be much, but if we could just be filled with the anointing. Hmm? Because the anointing makes the difference. And if we can just appreciate the fact that the anointing can change your situation. I want you to think for one moment. Your most desperate situation. Your most, your most depth desperate situation that thing that seems like my god it's insurmountable get it right now get it quick right now get it right now get it right now and hold it up and say god here it is here it is here I, you know i can't handle it i can't fix it but god knows the anointing can do it i'm bound i can't stop i try to stop this thing my habits won't stop Things that are behavior that I've developed over most of my life. I still hang on. I want to do right, but I can't get all from this thing. It just stays on me. It just seems like it holds me down. I got somebody who can fix that for you. Bring me your broken life. Bring me your ruined situation. Bring me your circumstances. Bring them. And the anointing can make the difference. The anointing is not imparted merely for us to have our campaigns of can you top this. The anointing is given as service to fix things that are broken. To celebrate things of God. That's why this week when the Lord said to me, I want you to sanctify the sanctuary. And get the people to understand what happens as soon as their feet strike Zion. 
whatever you had before you arrived ought to change because of where you are. In Zion. That's why the old songwriter says, soon as my feet strike Zion, everything's going to be all right. Aren't you glad you're in Zion this morning? Now, I just want to hear from some people who believe that everything is going to be all right. I want to I hear from some people who will say with me, the anointing makes the difference. Bring your trouble and the anointing makes the difference. Bring your needs and the anointing makes the difference. Everybody else may have turned you down. You may have been disappointed in that source or the other source. But somebody ought to give God praise that in the anointing there is no failure. There is no weakness. There is no inability. The anointing destroys yokes. Stuff that had you bound has to break. Come on, let's break some anointing. Let's break some bondage this morning. Let's break some bondage. Let's, let's get somebody free. Let's just use what God has given us of a resource. Come on, somebody, and let us proclaim the anointing. Okay, let me get, let me, let me hurry, let me hurry, let me hurry, let me hurry. You see, the text is amazing. It's amazing. It's one of the ascent psalms. Ascent simply means that it, it's a psalm that takes you up. Anybody ready to go up? Yeah. No, wait a minute. I said, it's a psalm that takes you up. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Anybody ready to ascend? Anybody in here ready to go on up higher than you've ever been? Anybody ready to go into that upper echelon? Anybody ready to go to another stage in your life? This psalm will minister to your spirit. Listen to it. One, the perspective. The perspective. That is the point of view. The point of view. Listen to how it starts. Behold. Check it out. Look at it. You see it? Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's mind blowing. The reason why it's mind blowing is because unity is the hardest thing to achieve with people. Let's leave the church alone. Let's go on out in broader society, other spheres. Just trying to get something accomplished, get a few people together, get four or five, a dozen, or half a dozen, two dozen, whatever you need, and you start saying, now, now let's go, we can do this thing. But it's always someone or somebody. Some... 
knock, knock. In your family. You say, this is what we want to do as a family. Where is Jack? Jack said, I ain't seen no boy now. I, I, I had other things to do. I, I, What about in the church that has been assigned but the greatest assignment any have ever received? Changed the world for me. Fixed broken things for me. What the world has written off, I want you to pick up. Getting people together in unity. Oh God, help me, Jesus. Hmm? The international version renders it how good and how pleasant it is when brothers live together <laughs> in unity. If you could ever get, you may not have a lot of other things, but if you could just get folk together to be together on one thing, <laughs> read Genesis 11. Don't tell me we're not capable, because we are capable. Because a group came up with the idea, let's build a tower. And let it reach heaven. And they built the Tower of Babel. And guess who was looking in? God. God was there. And they all speak the same language. Wow. We better get down there quick. Let's confuse them. Because if we don't, they will be capable of succeeding at anything. Wow. If we could just understand that the unity that must exist in the body of Christ must be emblematic of Christ. There's only one Lord, Amen. one faith, Amen. one baptism, yeah. one God who is above us all and through us. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Our duty is not to circumvent. Our duty is to comply. Just be you. Just this week, a young man said to me, you know, I, 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 I think I'm beginning to get somewhere now because um, I, I want to be just like that, 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 and he picked out a burden, whatever, whatever, said what he had to say and all that. I said, wait a minute. If you're spending your life to imitate him, who will be you? You see, you consider unity to be just like him. But you have to understand that you bring something to him that ought to enhance him until when we all get together. What a time. Unity. I said, no, no. 
what are you going to bring? You have to bring something. You see, but there's always that spirit. It's a spirit. That's why God hates division. That's why God hates discord. It's one of the seven sins that he hates. Hate it. You know why? Because it only takes one to ruin it. But if we could just get everybody to understand, we have a common goal here. And that common goal can be reached when we all get together. And we don't have to wait to get to heaven. No, no, no. We sing a lot about when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing will be. What about a day like that here? What about a day like that on earth? Nobody saying nothing. But I wish you would just say this with me. Uh, the anointing makes the difference. <laughs> See, if you're claiming to be anointed, then you are a part of the unity. Because God is not divided. Christ is not divided. So then, if we are the body of Christ, we must realize that our duty is to submit and be able to complement others who have other giftings, other callings, other personalities. But that's no wonder, no wonder when he saw it that day, he said, oh, how good and pleasant it is. For brethren to dwell in unity. Let me tell you something. We can do more together. We can do more together in the sense that we each have a part to play. Say something to me. I said, we each have a part to play. When you look at the, 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 the New Testament church, the first century church, AD 33, when you see that church, do you know what happens when uh, the Bible says that 120 of them were commissioned to go to the upper room and pray? Boy, that's one thing right there. We're going to have a prayer meeting. And, and, and everybody is required to be there. Go and wait prayerfully. The Bible says they went. And if you read the scriptures in the book of Acts, you'll see in Acts 1, 14, they continued with one accord in prayer. Yes. No, but I got other things to do. Y'all pray. I, got, I don't have to be there to pray. Oh, yes, sometimes you have to be there. Your presence is required. Are you with me? But I, one thing about me, I'll, I'll text you a prayer. I'll text you there. Did you check your, did you check, did you check your, your, your did you check what's that? <laughs> did you check, did you check your stuff? Because I, I have a lot of things to do. Anytime you're going to find other things to do, 
when you should be in unity of prayer? If we were to call tonight a prayer service, some of y'all made your mind right now. No, I mean, I, I felt you. I, 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 even before I got it out, I said, like, it ain't, it don't require all that. Yes, it does. It does require it when we are beginning to pray that God will bring deliverance to some people that are bound by habits and bound by evil spirits. You can't get rid of that stuff unless we come together and pray it away. Priorities. They continued with one accord in prayer for 10 days. <laughs> and when the day of Pentecost had come, they were in one place, watch this, on one accord when the Holy Ghost came. Let me just say this. There are some blessings you'll never receive until you get on one accord. I'm serious. You're not, you, 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 you may think, well, you know, I'm a lone ranger. Remember the lone ranger? I'm a lone ranger. By myself. I'm riding my own horse. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Oh, yeah. But when you get in trouble, you ever notice when we get in trouble that all of a sudden we want so everybody come rallying? <laughs> there has to be a point that we understand that this thing of the operation of the anointing must be in, watch this now, within the confines and within the operation of unity. And they continued going down to the last portion of chapter 2 in the Acts of the Apostles, verses 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple with gladness and singleness of heart. My. Wouldn't it be grand if we could get the attitude that if this is what God requires for the anointing to operate, I'm willing to adjust my schedule, adjust my agenda, so I confine myself to what God is up to. There are some people that want to be delivered, but the atmosphere is not right. The power has not been executed. You have to understand that some people are that in that state, not because they want to be, but because they can't get out on their own. But if I could get some folk just to come together in unity, one purpose. I like the old songwriter when he said about one heart, one soul, one mind, we prove the union heaven gave us. One heart, one mind, one soul, we prove the union heaven gave us. Hmm. In what way 
do we need now to adjust our schedules? In what way, in what measure do we need to adjust so that our perspective is required right now on this passage to see how important it is? Now, it is like, it is like. <laughs> I said, it is like. Now, the union, I mean, the anointing is, but then it is like. The anointing is, but the anointing is also like. What's it like? It's like the precious, what? It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. So then we move from perspective to personification. It takes on a personage. It, it, you know, the anointing is not just an abstract idea. I, and no one has ever seen the anointing, by the way. But have you seen wind? No. <laughs> hmm. Mysterious. Yes. But yet real. Yes. And powerful. Yes. Yet, it represents the anointing. Yes. I don't have to tell a hundred people that I'm anointed. I'm, an, I'm anointed. You know, you're demon, I'm anointed. I'm like, well, just be anointed. And sooner or later, somebody's going to know you're anointed. When Aaron was chosen to be the priest, he was required to submit himself. Watch this now. To put on other garments. They had a priestly outfit for him. If we're going to be a part of that amazing union, we have to play our role. And our role might be requiring that you put on other garments. I've always done to know other garments. Your garment ought to be indicative of your ministry. You ought to not only be you ought to look like what you be. To the extent that people will know who we are. I know we don't like all of that because we like to do our independent thing. But no, wait a minute. If you're going to be a part of the unity, then you're going to have to conform. Aaron, come. And you know what happened? Read it for yourself. And you'll find there in Exodus 30, he was instructed even how to develop the compound, how to make the, make the anointing oil. And that's the oil in the compound that, watch this now, at times would be rubbed on you. Rubbed. And then, that's, that's when it's ointment. 
And then the ointment at times is an oil that flows on you. There are different types of anointing, but the same anointing. When the oil was poured on Aaron, on his head, it flowed down to his beard. Now, one, one uh, theologian says it, 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 it flowed on his collar. But at least it was flowing down. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It was down low enough so the lowest of us could get a Stop trying to make your place. Just be in place. And as he was poured upon, the oil ran down. It was, we thought it was Aaron that was in focus. But no, it also ran down to those who were below into the skirt of his garment. I'm so glad that I see that's what makes it beautiful. Because while you may not have what she has, he may not have what he has, it doesn't matter. Because you just got to be a part of the unity. Because if you're a part of the union, you're going to get your share. Because it may not be at the top, but it's going to flow down to you. I'm so grateful. I remember years ago when a group of us young pastors, young um, preachers, seemed like every, isn't there something when you look back on your life, you see how silly you were? Not you. I'm sorry. I look back on my life. I said, how silly I was. Because after every service, we had like, there was a tree out on High Street, big tree. And, and we go up under the tree. It was, <laughs> anyway. And you can be sure that somebody's going to say, now you know, <laughs> I could have gotten more out of that passage than them passage this morning. <laughs> Pastor, I thought he was going to bring something. I got that, all that stuff. And we're all up under the tree, you know, and you get the ahas. Uh-huh. You know what the aha uh-huh is? Mm-hmm. You ain't say, I didn't say nothing yet, but you say aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was a aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And I, you know, after a while, I just start, you know, getting tired. And they say, I got to go. I got my, I got to go. So we split up. Next Sunday, same thing. Just kept on. After a while, that thing hit me. I said, something wrong with this. Because that was the Sunday when Pastor got up. And he said, the Lord spoke to me and told me that we're going to burn the mortgage on this property. And every one of you, you're going to be part of it. You're going to have to pay for it. And you're going to do this. You're going to do that. And the priest went, quiet as this. <laughs> so the subject that Sunday was, now how in the world is God going to tell him to tell me that I got to use money that I don't have? to burn the mortgage. He should have called a meeting with the church to find out what resources are available. That they will. And I'm going, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Makes sense, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and as I was leaving, something said, go back. 
there's something wrong with this. So I eventually went to pastor and I said, pastor, this is what I've been doing and I'm sorry. I, I, I got caught up and I agreed on some things that I shouldn't. He said, oh, I know what you all doing on that tree. <laughs> I said, you know what we were doing? He said, of course. Of course I knew. So I'm saying, but if you knew, how come you didn't come and stop it? He said, the reason why I didn't come and stop it is because one day if they live to become a pastor, somebody gonna be under another tree. So I said, well, forgive me, he did. So I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to put myself in position so that, because I noticed I saw a job, I saw something I could do. And so I went and I said to him, I said, can, 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 I, can I help you after you finish preaching to kind of get washed up and, you know, because sometimes you're out there trying to shake hands, you're sweating everywhere. And you, I said, would you let me do that? He says, Oh, no, Warren, I, I, I wouldn't have you do that. I wouldn't have you do that. No, 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 no. I said, I'll get the basin. I'll get the water. I'll do everything I have to do because I want you to look good, Pastor. He said, okay. I can't tell you how good I used to feel when I'd stand at the door, open the door, and just look out and see he's out there working, and he's smelling good. And after I washed him down, put lime and coal and all that kind of stuff on him and shined his shoes and had his shirt and tie hanging up in the corner. There was a brother called Ham, Brother Ham. Brother Ham would bring my material and have stuff stocked there for me. I was proud I was doing something for the pastor. After a while, the tree guys attacked me. And you know what they said to me? What happened to you? You now have become pastor's flunky. Everything he wants to get done, he has to call out, call out, call out, call out. I lived long enough to realize it was a privilege, opportunity, a blessing to serve the man of God. It wasn't long before the day came and he said to me, he said, Vernon, the state board has uh, been considering your record and uh, we have need to appoint a pastor. The one there is about to move on and we want somebody ready to step right in. Will you? I said, me? Pastor? And I looked at all the others and I said, well, what about those guys? They, what about the tree guys? None of the tree guys ever made it. Don't let somebody convince you to be the portion of the anointing 
that lacks. That place is for you. It may be a low place, but if you're in place, the anointing is going to flow right yeah. down. Yes. God, I feel like telling somebody right now, you don't know it. You feel like you've been overlooked. You feel like this and you feel like that. You feel like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just be in place. Be humble. Be in place because your anointing is flowing. Come on, join with me right now. Celebrating somebody that the anointing is about ready to fall upon. The oil is about ready to roll right down your way. It's, going, it's rolling your way right now. God have mercy. Check me next year this time. God wants to use you. God wants to use the body of Christ to say that Aaron was anointed, but then his sons also were anointed. Check it out. Going down to chapter 40 and you'll see even more. And this is the blessing from generation to generation. It's all in there. This is the blessing from generation to generation. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss it in my generation. I want that anointing. I want that flow of God. I want it so bad until I'm willing to pay whatever price. And the price most of the time that God wants of us is simply that we will just be humble and stay in place. I don't know. The anointing must leap off the page. It must be personified. It needs to be in person. It needs you and I have the capacity for the anointing. And there are people who don't even understand it. But okay, let's go to Jesus. You remember the woman that had the issue of blood? Yes. Okay. She had been everywhere, spent all she had. I believe I'm right. And she had nothing else to spend she heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, guess what she did? The Bible says that she came into the press. She came from behind. Come on, somebody. You can want it so bad, you go as low as you got to go. And you know what she did? She said, if I could just but touch, watch this now, the hem of his garment. I know I'll be made whole. Come, somebody, while you're trying to get to the head and get to the top and get to the top, get to, no, 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 just, can you celebrate with me right now just the privilege of being able to touch the hem? Yeah. Why, why, because if I could just touch the hem, you don't even know what's in the hem. But the oil ran down to the hem, waiting on you. I'm with Jesus. The anointing was in the hem of his garment. And she touched it. 
and she was made whole immediately. I want to celebrate with you right now because of the anointing on your life. Somebody somewhere along the way needs the anointing that you bear. Stop trying to impress people on how great and big you are. Just let it be in your hymn. Just let it be down there somewhere. And somebody's going to touch it. And they're going to be made whole. The anointing must be personified. Read about it all you want. Read about the great revivals. Read about Wesley and Luther and, and the mess and the rest. There were many. Hmm? But let it begin with you. Yes. You know why? Because when you become a part of that unity, you become something that's good and pleasant and beautiful. Yes. The union heaven gave us. Then, finally, number three, the pertinence. The pertinence. The pertinence simply implies the relevancy of it. What's that saying to me? Break it on down, Pastor. No, I'm trying to break it down. So he looks and he ponders Herman, the great mount. And he's thinking about Mount Herman some 9,000 feet above sea level. That while the rain would not fall on Jerusalem, watch this, particularly during the months when there would be those who would be coming from villages and hamlets coming to celebrate the Feast of Fruits and, and then the Feast of Booths. And as they're coming to Jerusalem, they got to come past Hermon. Stay with me, people. And on their way past Hermon, they are going through a hot, rough May, June, and, and then September. Things are rough, but they still keep coming. But when they look up and they see Mount Hermon and the dew and the lushness and all that's up there because they, they're so high that it, it benefits, the precipitation up there, you know, it, it serves better. Stay with me now. And some of us can't make our journey because things are not convenient. Some of us don't want to make the journey. That's why I said celebrate. If you made it to Zion today, celebrate. Remember earlier? I said, if you, if you made it through those doors, then you need to celebrate. Yes. Because I'm gonna tell, you may have had to make a pilgrimage through a whole lot of stuff. Some of you may have, to have even fight to get out of your house to come to church. Are you listening to me? But whatever it took, the psalmist says, and when I looked up at Mount Hermon, with all its loose lushness, 
I thought they have a justifiable reason to say I can't come now because it's too hot. But instead they keep trudging on. And it says and when I see that it reminds me of another aspect of the dew on Hermon. It says it's, it's, as the dew of Hermon. Are you with me? As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. Now watch this now. What they didn't realize is that there are some things waiting for you in Zion. Don't just think it's going to be Mount Hermon. God has a way of blessing you in other ways that you would never experience if you stop your journey. You'll want things to be so convenient for you. But you ought to just drive up and say, you know why? You better hurry up too because somebody else is getting ready to come. Don't let somebody else occupy where you're supposed to be. You're so high and mighty, you may think that you don't need to humble yourself. But they humbled themselves and went on. And what they found was, what I need is in Mount Zion. I don't care what you have to go through to get here this morning. You need to praise God right now that you've made it. Yeah. Hallelujah. I had a whole lot of stuff that I could have used as excuses not to be here. But I'm grateful that I pressed my way. Same suit that I wore last week. But it ain't about my suit. Hmm? Because that's what some people do. They focus on, didn't you have that on? No. Come as you are. Come. And I want to say to somebody out there right now, you're having it rough, you're having it tough, you're having it hard. But I'm saying that if you could just get through, if nothing else, just consider how God will let do settle. And sometimes we got to, you know what, we just ought to bless God. That while we don't have the showers, can, can, I, can I get these three people to bless God for the do? No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. No, but I want I wanna, I wanna a deluge. I want to get, you mean, I'd be able to start, wet, 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 soak, 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 right? Right? Don't we have a song like that? Soak, 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 soak. No, my. No, no, no. You may not get a shower, but I want to see people who will celebrate just having to do the rest on you. The verbal lushness of Mount Hermon ought not to get you to take your eyes off Mount Zion. God knows you're on your way. God knows you're going to make it. That's why, notice what he says here. He says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. My, my. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Don't tell me that you don't have to assemble yourself in the house of God. 
Don't tell me. I can do it from here. And like a friend of mine who was doing some work at our house said, you become bedside Baptist. Don't let the devil pull the trick on you like that. It's something about being in the house. It's something about being. Oh my, if you, I, I'm not going to take the time to do it, but read all of for, uh, Psalm 132 and you're going to see stuff will blow your mind. When God said, I have chosen this place so for my habitation. God said, this is where I want to be. But don't you want to be where God is? Yes. Huh? Amen. And then not only that, you, 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 you hear that folk are there not just because, you know, uh, they made me come. No. Look at verse 9 of chapter 132. And it simply says, it says, let the priests clothe with righteousness. You see it? And let the saints, what? That means your mouth's not pushed out. That means you're not mad. <laughs> All right, let's go on down to verse 16. I will also, what? Clothe the priest with what? Salvation. And her what? And her what? And her saints shall what? I don't hear you. Don't you know the devil didn't want you to make it here this morning? Don't you know his plan was that you would not hear this word this morning? Don't you know that you are a part of making that representation of union and unity so that the world can have its mind blown? Here, you want to be blessed? Position yourself for a blessing. Position yourself because that's the relevancy of all of this. It is saying that we too can cause somebody to see have the perspective and see something so beautiful until they are saved. Not how large your church will know, but, but there's something about that place. Where the people all want to call it. Nobody chewing up anybody. No cliques and gangs. Just the people of God. Lord, help me, Jesus. And notice now, and if we can do that, there's going to be a blessing. So why don't you put your hands together for a blessing that is in store for you? Now, I know, we, you know, we get bruised and scarred and all that on the journey. But thank God we made it. We're in the house. And if nothing else, you know these four corners are sanctified. When you come on in. Israel was instructed that even when your children are sick and you can't make the journey, pick your child up and just turn the child's face toward Zion. And the child will be blessed and healed. Don't tell me this is no, just like every other place. No, it's not. It's the house of God. And when we enter his gates, the brother, I can't think of his name now. He, he's a sing, very, very stout brother. He just passed not long ago. Rance Allen. Rance Allen stood in those doorways there. When he came to Bermuda, he stood in the doorways 
And as soon as I opened the door, he said, oh, my God. I said, what? He said, this place is anointed. I feel something. And he had, he had I think it was two brothers, two brothers with him. One of the brothers played the organ. He ran from there, down here, and got up on the organ, and they were having church, just the Rance Allen group. In this little place on North Shore. Why? Not because it's so great, but because of the anointing. I want to celebrate the anointing that's on this house. And I'm sorry, but I can't let anybody cause me to doubt the faithfulness of God because he said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil in this house. Hallelujah. There was a prophetic conference this weekend here. I don't know the resource persons. Was it Lisi? Velice. And the person had a prophecy. And the prophecy concerned this house about what God is getting ready to do. That's why whenever the devil sees that God is getting ready to do something, I'm going to look over here. I'm going to look over here. I'm going to look over here. When God is getting ready to do something supernatural, the devil pulls out all the stops to get you diverted from what God is about to do. So I don't care what you have had to go through. I don't care what you're going through. Would you please know one thing? There is a fresh anointing that's waiting for you. I said there's a fresh anointing. Read it for yourself. Psalm Psalm 92 verse 10. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I want to see the hands of people who want a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. Hold your hands up. I want a fresh anointing. Why? Because I know that it's the anointing that makes the... Hold your hands up. I want a fresh anointing, Lord. I want us to be honest. And say, Lord, it's been hard for me. This has happened. The other thing has happened. The other thing's not happening. All that kind of, you know how we are? You know how we can come to God with our long list? But, but, but uh, aren't you glad that you can reach a point when the word makes clear that I don't care what it took for you to get here. You just need to praise God that you're in position because somebody is getting ready to be blessed with the flow down. That the anointing that God has up here is getting ready to flow down to you. And I wish somebody who really receives it, somebody who believes that my best life is ahead of me, 
My best ministry is ahead of me. My best work is ahead of me. My best life is ahead of me. I don't care what the past has been like. I stand up to tell the devil, I'm ready for my fresh oil, my fresh anointing, my fresh new exuberant move of God in my life. I'm ready for it. My God, I wish I had some people who would open their mouth and shout unto the Lord and shout unto the Lord. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God. That fresh oil is being poured out right now. That's why I ask you, hold your, keep your hands up. I believe that fresh oil, through the eyes of faith, I see that fresh oil being poured out on you. But I'm broken. Wait, wait, I see the oil flowing. Don't worry about how broken you have been. Don't worry about how you had to make your pilgrimage through rough times and hard times. And you're looking at other places and they don't have to go through that. But wait a minute, you're here this morning. Why don't you just open your mouth and begin to give God praise that you made it this far. And he's getting ready. He's getting ready to make that change in you. Wow, wow, wow. So why don't you open your mouth? Open, I said, open your mouth. No, wait, you didn't hear me. I said, open your mouth. Stop trying to be so dignified and so proud. Open your mouth right now unto the Lord and let him know I am ready for my fresh anointing. Forget about your past. Look to your future and know God is getting ready to do something with you. And with the blessing that's on the way, you're going to be able to say, my God, it was worth it all. Everything it took for me to get here, it was worth it all. All the pain, all the suffering, all the heavy burden that I had to come through to get here. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. Just you and your God. You just worship. You and your God. If you got to run, you run. If you got to shout, you shout. Whatever you got to do, you just take this time to just solidify that a fresh anointing is being poured out on you right now in the name of Jesus. Now look, wow, I know we had social distancing, right? And we couldn't clap, couldn't, couldn't hold hands and couldn't done another, right? Huh? Just because the anointing is being poured out right now, 
step across the aisle. Just step across and grab her by the hand. Grab somebody by the hand. So in the house, we have a unified connection right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my Don't you feel the anointing in here? Don't you feel the anointing? Say it, say it, say it, say it. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall. I've asked God to release a corporate anointing. No, keep holding hands. Keep holding hands. Keep holding hands. Behold how good and how pleasant it is. See brethren in unity. I release by the power and authority of God's word. A fresh anointing on you. On you. And on you. And on you. And on you. A fresh anointing. A corporate anointing. A corporate anointing. A corporate anointing. A corporate anointing. No more division. Hallelujah! 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 Anointing oh, on me. Thank you, Jesus. Feel all right now. Now drop your hands. Now give God the greatest praise you have ever given him. Give God the greatest praise. Come on, the greatest praise. Don't don't worry about the music. Just just you give him the greatest praise. And I decree what you've been waiting on. It's on its way. 
You're going to receive it. Hallelujah. Now get ready to minister. You know how you feel when you've been satisfied? It's like things like kind of settle, right? That's the way I'm feeling right now. Now we're in position to become responsible for those that he will send who will sit on your pew and who will connect with you and who will connect with you and who will connect with you and all the ministry will not take place up here. Some of the ministry is going to take place out there as you will lay hands on people and as you will minister to individuals and as you will be used of God. Oh, Jesus, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because this is our time. This is our time. Uh, join me as I give him praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the willingness to be obedient. Thank you, God, that the word will not return void. But it shall accomplish everything that you please. I bless you. I bless you for renewal. I bless you for freshness. I bless you for the anointing poured out upon your people today. So God, as they leave this place, may they leave knowing that you have heard our cry. And you have delivered the abundance of your anointing upon our lives. So let us walk and see change. Let situations be made evident that it's because of your anointing that things have changed. Thank you. Our children, the Bible says that Isaac was blessed because of Abraham. Potiphar's house was blessed because of Joseph. And Laban was blessed because of Jacob. God, as we leave these doors today and go out from this place, we go out representing that wonderful union. We leave this place knowing that we walk in that anointing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Spirit of God. For we have that anointing that unction on us and we need nothing from any other man thank you today now the bible tells us to do this clap your hands all you people shout unto the lord the voice of triumph hallelujah Hallelujah. The Lord bless you continually and your blessings are forevermore. And I say it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.